Super Bowl was rigged. It was rigged. It, <laughs> it was, was rigged. One hundred percent. There's a script, but uh, uh, the halftime show was a good time. Yeah, I thought. I thought Rihanna did a great job. First time on stage for her in what seven years? Something and like you that. Wouldn't know. And she's like three hundred yeah. feet in the air and pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, like <laughs> and just killed it. Yeah, it was a good time, uh, which got me thinking a little bit. I I have my goat halftime show. Oh, okay. Of Same. all time. I have my goat. Mm. Um, I was interested to see best halftime show, y- y- your opinion. Ooh. And it could be before your before your Before your birth. birth. Yeah. Sure. Um, like, I've got my three, my top three. But uh, what best halftime show to you and worst halftime show? Mm. And just to make things easier, we'll take all the theatrical halftime shows out, like the... For a while there, Disney did a bunch of like yeah the Indiana Jones show and all this other right. yeah. stuff that they put, they put at halftime. Right. At one point, you had the fake Elvis impersonator, yeah. the magic tricks. We'll go ahead and take him out. He is the worst halftime show ever. But <laughs> I mean, that's objective. Uh, sure, <laughs> but it's also facts. Uh, but so best halftime show in in the big championship game because we can't say the the actual name nope. of it. But uh, big championship football game, best halftime show. Worst halftime show. Okay, so right off the bat, first one that comes to mind, Prince's Super Bowl show for yes. the, what was it, 07? Uh, the or the, the Colts, Super Bowl Colts. Who were they I, playing? I can't even tell you who played in that game. I can just tell you that Prince oh my God. slayed and then God blessed that halftime show with rain. Yeah. For Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and And... And then he walks out and does cover songs for two bands. Yeah. <laughs> two different people that are not Prince. Yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking, isn't that a Foo Fighters song? <laughs> you don't care. He doesn't matter. singing Foo Fighters. Can you imagine being Dave Grohl and you're watching the halftime show and Prince starts singing a Foo Fighters song? He's like, oh, Son of a gun. I can die happy now. Like, like, it's, <laughs> He's done it better than me. Oh, yeah. But I'll take it. And, and he would gladly admit that. Uh, yeah, Prince is definitely the GOAT. What about you, Dr. J? My favorite um, halftime show that I've, at least like the one that I, that's like stuck out to me the most was the 2014 Super Bowl where Bruno Mars opens it. Yup. And he's just killing it on the drums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely nasty. That was another one. That was my second one on the list. And that's like so good. That was before Uptown Funk. That was before, like he, there was like five or six big hits for him. After yeah, that. yeah, that was really early in his career, and he just caught everybody off guard. I think it was with his, um, I think that was the same year or at least the year prior where Locked Out of Heaven came yep. out, and it was huge. Oh, and like yeah. that's such like it like can get like super duper funky really yeah, quickly. Yeah, for and sure. My God, he killed it. Yeah, I, I think so. When you talk about a halftime show for the championship game, like. It's not just the talent on stage. It's it's the lights. The vibe. Yeah. It's the charisma. Yeah. It's the crowd. I mean, I, I, a lot of people thought that the Madonna halftime show was kind of like the start of this new wave of sure. stepping it up a notch in the halftime. And that's that's fine. I found it painfully boring and irritating. Uh, but at the same time, I was also like looking at the crowd who was going – why is Madonna performing at this football game <laughs> right. right now? And uh, you know, and there's been plenty of shows like that where the, this on stage performance was probably great, or at very least the 
the lights and stuff with it were right. phenomenal. And like I always felt bad for Coldplay too, like yeah. when they did theirs. Because Bro, yeah, it, they got like, overshadowed. They, like, were, they were overshadowed, but it's not even that. Like that, that performance was great like, with them and and Bruno and Beyonce and Beyonce mm-hmm. was great. But it's outside and it yeah. was in on the, the west coast. middle of the day. Like and it felt daytime. like it was the middle of the day. Like that stage would have looked bad. Yeah, like, like if it was dark right. in there. But I my when I think if it's not Prince. My number one has got to be Bruce Springsteen in the okay, East Street Band. Fair enough. I mean, mm. he comes out there, and I'm that's I like remember, a classic football halftime dude, show. Yeah, I'm watching the and I and I, I like the boss, so I'm, sure. a, I'm a Springsteen fan. But I remember watching that in a room full of people. Most had not heard of Bruce Springsteen, and he's obviously older. The whole band is right. older. They're all. I mean, right. And he comes out there. And my man does this like a drop down knee split thing. He slides yeah. across the stage. <laughs> I mean, the musicians were into it. They, I mean, they just kept throwing hit after hit after hit. The crowd's loving it, and it was a good mix overall. Like it was. I, I just remember watching that, going, "Dude, this is, this is a good time." Right. Uh, worst halftime show. Oh, this is easy. So here's the here's a funny thing. Okay. <laughs> Part of my worst is also part of one of my best ones. It's when the Red Hot Chili Peppers joined Bruno Mars in the 2014 halftime show. Mm. A lot of people think that. Specifically, the Red Hot Chili Peppers part of that show. How about you? Um, My worst, very recent, was the, I believe this was the 2021 uh, halftime show with uh, The Weeknd. Okay, listen. That honestly, I don't disagree with you. And it's not because that of his performance. Like it just terrible. It was yeah, so it just bad. missed. Like the, the only reason I give that, and I'm not a big weekend fan, but the only reason I give that a break is that was fresh off of COVID. Yeah, they didn't. They weren't allowed to bring the stage on the middle of the field that year, so they were having to do it on the side. So it basically yeah. turned into a really huge music video. Yeah, but it, it was, was still. Weird. It was so uncomfortable to like sit there and watch, and he's like manhandling whoever like the cameraman is and like, yeah like, dude, <laughs> so strange i was like i think one of the fun things about the whole halftime oh we're gonna get we're gonna get arrested <sighs> we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to beep that out yeah, i'm sorry i'm so sorry out. he said superb owl yeah the my favorite thing about the big game the championship game uh part way through show uh the grand saucer yeah is the, like the crowd engagement and yeah. you didn't have yeah. that with the weekend show, so and, that's, it's like, and again, that's not really their fault. I mean, that yeah. was still the, 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 even the vocally, code. like he was struggling vocally. Yeah. Like he was. Oh, my favorite part is when at the very end when they oh, they take bad. they take the field when the the dancers and stuff run yeah. on the yeah. field. He's at the top of the stadium. Yeah, he, he is. It takes him almost a full minute and a half to get <laughs> yeah, up there to the field, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Props to that guy because I'd have passed out. Like yeah. just, just right there in the end zone. <laughs> hey, the weekend's dead. <laughs> That'd been me. Uh, this could go a couple different, but I'm I'm really going to disappoint some family members when I say this. But the Who had no business doing a halftime show. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Especially that, when they did at that age. <laughs> Especially when they did at that age because everyone's going Who? I remember. Like, yeah, yeah, that's who's playing. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember watching that going and the Who. Fantastic! I mean, they were like eighty when they played the halftime legends. show. It's a it's a toss up between them and the Rolling Stones. Like it was, like rock legends, icons, gods, yeah, yeah. and so old, and so old. Just, the whole time they're performing, I'm going, 
you look like you're in pain. Like, I, like, <laughs> oh, you don't want to be here. Why are you here? Like, I just kept waiting multiple times for either singer to just pass out right there on the stage. Right, uh, right. But like them or Madonna's a close toss up for me <laughs> for least uh, favorite. Do you know who uh, should probably perform the halftime show one day? Oh yeah, I do. Who? Um, I think that Rocky and Loki should perform the <laughs> halftime show. <laughs> and do you know where I find these people in my regular everyday life? I find these people over at Crypto Comics on three thousand five hundred and one three okay. West Emory Road, Powell, Tennessee. Three seven eight four nine. Uh, go check out our friends over at Crypto Comics. Give Loki a good belly rub. Give Rocky a good belly rub. They will scratch that nerdy itch. They will. Uh, also, if I was going to have an announcer for a championship game, yeah, this way I can't hijack it and make a shout out to Crypto. <laughs> Continue, which is fun. Yeah, uh, I would probably use the the buttery voice that is. <clears throat> Brando. Hi. Crypto comics. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another week of 1900 Nerdy Talk. This week, the boys are going to try to avoid a fight between Dr. J and Brando <laughs> over the Flash trailer. We're going to answer some important inversion, incursion, <laughs> or diversion questions, and we're digging back into the Chewbacca cup. So make sure you stay tuned as we talk all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs right here on 1900 Nerdy Talk. Yeah. I almost said inversion and decursion, and I was like, I was getting to decursion when I realized that that's not a real word. Uh, it's close enough. You did better than I would have. You know, yeah. for sure. Here's here's the thing about words to me. All words are made up, right? Right. Like every word is made up. So stop making fun of people who biff words because they're just making up new words. Exactly. They just don't have definitions yet. Seems like a touchy subject. Yeah, I, I, I biff words a lot. <laughs> I don't talk about it. Uh, so last night the big game happened. Sure did. Yeah, I did. Uh, the mega plate. The mega plate <laughs> had a good time. The giant. It was saucer. a fun game. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the commercials and stuff were a little bit better this year than they normally Some are. Some solid ones. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought last year's were, were fart bags from yeah. start to finish, but there were some good ones this year. But there were some good movie trailers Listen, that dropped. That Tubi commercial, though. That just angered me, though. Literally got everybody on in America at Made, the same time. Like, like, like that was the biggest got him moment. It like. started happening. I immediately knew it was uh, like a commercial. I immediately knew it was a joke when it started happening. And yeah. I was, I'm like... But you still can't like go. But like, even as it's happening, I'll just become like super angry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoever did this is just an evil, evil person. Yeah. Um. But there was a lot of movie trailers that dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana Sne- Jones. Sne- mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. We got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah. Good. Which we probably need to break down at some point because uh, that movie that movie's just getting ready to break some hearts. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah. People um, are dying in that movie. But the big one. And we saw the sneak peek, like the short, shortened down version during the game, and then the full trailer released, which we, we watched. Live reaction up on we YouTube. We did live reactions on YouTube now. Um, but, and you guys can continue y'all's fight here in this in this moment over this trailer. <laughs> but the Flash trailer dropped. Yeah, it did. And it was awesome. Yeah. And it looked like... not. Probably to lean more toward <laughs> your side a little bit. It was the typical 
DC lightning and it felt kind of kitschy to me explosions and stuff like that. But this story looked good. That's fair. The story it's setting up looked really, really good. Plus, my boy Michael Keaton. And if you want to know my yeah. feelings on Michael Keaton, go watch our review. <laughs> uh, but my boy Michael Keaton was in it. Um, first of all, we'll, and Dr. J, we'll start with you. Yeah. I, I'm going to kind of play mediator in, in, during this part. Um, so first, let me get just, just a quick 30-second reaction overall to the trailer. And so then we'll get Brando's. Really excited about this. There's some key things that, and we've talked about like the flashpoint paradox right. here on the show before. To give a brief, this might go over your 30 seconds, but let's just like some parentheses, like pretend this is outside of the time, just go for, for those who are um, listening or watching and you have, like, you don't know what we're talking about whenever we mention the flashpoint because you can't talk about this trailer and not talk about flashpoint. So, in a brief back of a book synopsis of this. The Flashpoint Paradox is where uh, Barry Allen, who is the Flash, goes back in time. He runs so fast he can go back in time. Uh, he goes back in time to save his mom from being killed. Part of his origin story is, like She-Hulk mentioned, is that he's also an orphan. Well, he has one parent, but the other parent's in jail. Right. So his his mom gets killed whenever he's really young. He goes back to save her her life, and then this causes a whole, like, butterfly effect, like, stuff it gets wild it it gets wild the origin for batman is different instead of bruce wayne becoming batman (gasps) it is now thomas wayne instead of uh the joker it's bruce wayne's mom martha martha wayne becomes the joker that's kind of their like battle the moment when she puts her hand on her face yeah dude and wipes the lipstick into the oh god uh, love that movie. It also there's there's like a civil war happening between the Amazons and the Atlanteans. So you see um, Wonder Woman and why did I just forget Aquaman? Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> I about said Namor for a second. I was like wrong franchise. Yep. Yeah, Aquaman and Wonder Woman. They're at a fight. They were married for a little bit, and then, yeah, whatever. So there, it's a whole civil war. The entire world's like going going Can to we crap. Give it that movie. I, that'd be. I wish that they would address that. I didn't see any sort of water or anything really happening during this water. one, so I'm assuming that they're gonna skip out with yeah. the the Aquaman thing. But man, that would be that would be, be fantastic. Cool. He's too busy being in the new Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. Family. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but to enter into my my like little thirty seconds starting now. <laughs> um, Really, really excited about this. It seems like they're sticking to that, like the Flashpoint Paradox, really, uh, really closely. Sure. You get the whole, um, his introduction with another Batman. It doesn't look like they're leaning towards the Thomas Wayne, but you see Michael Keaton. So they're like, they're going for a different version yeah. of Batman as compared to Batfleck. Um, you also see... <laughs> and Batpat. And Batpat. Backpack. Yeah. <laughs> you also see his, inter- like their interaction with... Um, in the trailer, you see Supergirl. Yep. And in the Flashpoint Paradox, this is actually Clark Kent, but it's Clark Kent that's been, like, taken by the government, so he's deprived right. of all sort of sunlight, and he ends up being, like, super malnourished, about as thin as my Apple Pencil here. Um, it's like, not a sponsor, but you could be. Um, <clears throat> but now they've they've tried that out for um, uh, Kara, Kara Zor-El, which is the Supergirl. Which is his Super, cousin? Uh, yes. Super duper excited for that kind of switch into it. I think that's a 
good choice because I would rather see like that role be taken by someone like Kara than see um, the Superman. That w- yeah, yeah, it's either Henry Cavill is like CGI till all get out and we, they just make him look like a zombie. Or you have to go ahead and put a new face of like, oh, this is the Superman. And then maybe it's not the Superman that's coming later right. with the but James Gunn movie. But it is Dunn for movie, this movie. But it is for this movie. And then with the whole Henry Cavill and Superman, like DC fanboys are already up in a tizzy yeah. about it all. So I think that was a smart move in general. This trailer has so much potential. Yeah. It looks fantastic. I think one thing, too, that James Gunn's bringing into the picture it, with with all his time at the MCU is we can, we're still basing this off the comics. We don't have to do it exactly like that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, putting Supergirl in this movie instead of Clark Kent doesn't change the overall story. It doesn't change the story, but it gives it a nice little twist. And he's not afraid of like underground characters because the guardians were nobodies. Right. Like they were nobodies before that movie came out. And now like, I mean, their comic sales, skyrocketed after the first movie the second movie you know not as good as the first one but people loved it like people have really high hopes for the third one like yeah he knows what he's doing with like random characters so so what do you not like about the trailer man let's unpack okay so it i feel like it's falling into the same trap that the justice league fell into for me and it's like they i don't know that i know what the tone of this movie is and tonality is like a big thing for me in movies. Mm. And so there are moments where it seems dark and gritty. And then there's like moments where like the two feet connect and it shoots out into lightning and it's like super anime, like super cool. And then like there's like moments where it feels like it's going to be like a buddy cop movie between the two berries. And it's like, what are you going for? And like when it like when the tone is just like torn in so many different ways, then it doesn't make for a good movie. Yeah. Like for me, like I know plot line is huge for me as well. But if there's a good plot, but there's a bad, like, mix of tones in the movies, that just throws me off, and I can't even focus on the plot. Yeah. And so, like, it just, it feels kitschy. Like, mm. I, the hearing the score, oh, my God, though. <laughs> hearing yeah. the score to yeah. Michael Keaton's Batman took me all the way back, yeah. and I'm just worried it took me too far back, because Michael Keaton's Batman <laughs> was, like, it was corny. Yeah. Right. You know? And so, it's, yeah. like, which is, that's, that's fair. I, and it is, like, campy, him being, like, I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> just like closing in. But it's also But like, it's what we wanted. But it's what we wanted. Right. It's what we wanted. This movie seems so comic booky. It is and that's the that's the thing that doesn't give me hope for it. It is like if this is the direction that the DC like movie verse is going in. Yeah. And we're committing to making these style of movies and we're still have like standalone stuff like the Joker movie and right. Bat Pat, but like th- like this is the universe that we're building on. I can get behind that, but the first yeah. movie's going to be weird. I mean, the first Iron Man movie, looking back, is phenomenal, but it was very much they were trying something new with it. Sure. And so this could be DC trying something new, and I hope it, I hope it succeeds because there are so many great characters in the DC yep. universe that yep. I want to see on screen. See, to me, it seemed like this is the most, and granted the movie hasn't come out, I could be eating these words very heavily, mm. but this, it seemed like it was the most univocal thing that DC's put out in a long time because like as far as the overall shots it still has like that 
Snyder esque kind of yeah. look. Some you see like there's a couple like slow mo shots that <laughs> it's like even if Zack Snyder's not doing this, it still has you like still the feel his yeah of it. You can feel his presence as if he's like still there like <laughs> right. a ghost. Still smells like Snyder in here. Yeah. <laughs> that's Snyder. That's Snyder. <laughs> um and like that's the only like that's my qualms with just DC movies in general. They always yeah. kind of lean into like this really weird looking thing. And I think it's because of like how successful the Dark Knight movies were. Cause like those were like yeah. gritty superhero movies. But yeah. it's like they were gritty. They weren't like undersaturated. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it's a weird like balance because the Dark Knight movies, as far as like from shot to shot, they weren't, I wouldn't classify them as like a gritty looking movie. Exactly. It's like this. It very much seems like a Christopher Nolan movie. Right. Like, it just it seems feels like, a like normal, Inception, but with Batman. Right. It's like there's very little like CGI that's happening. It's right. Mostly practical effects as far as like explosions and stuff. Obviously, there's like editing stuff that's going on anywhere just to refine it. But it's it's mostly practical looking stuff. Right. Whereas you don't get that with the common DC. So it's like they took the whole idea of like, oh, yeah, the Dark Knight, it needs to be gritty. And they're like, yeah, that means we turn the brightness down. Exactly. That, yeah. that is exactly my problem. That means we use a cold palette for all of our shots. It works for Harry Potter, so it'll work <laughs> for us. Yeah. yeah, but I think overall, as far as like what it looks like the movie's getting us or giving us, it looks like Barry Allen goes back in time. It looks like he's saving his mom from dying. Right. Um, he's going... He comes back in time. He realizes that everything's screwed, screwed over, and then he's trying to go back in time to fix it. Is right. like kind of what everything's looking like. Looks like he meets up with himself, but it's himself that's not the Flash, but it is another Barry Allen, right? Who is in yellow. We should yellow. talk about that too. Yeah. Um, and like yellow jacket, yellow headphones. You know, give me real like yellow like yeah. head garb thing. Like I've seen people theorize that this isn't Barry Allen. That this is uh, Eobard Thawne, who is, like, disguising himself as Barry Allen, mm-hmm. because that is a very much uh, very much so, like, a reverse Flash thing. Yep. So, I've seen people kind of argue that. I I don't know how far I'm going to go on, like, that. I'm already spell. all the way on that train. My <laughs> The thing that I love the most is that even with this, like, there was just some things that seemed like they were taking in criticism and refining it so yeah like yeah the barry allen of like the dceu as it stands still has the weird blue lightning right but in the other barry allen they have a whole montage where they're like trying to get a speed back this also happens in the flashpoint comics where they go to batman to like help get their speed back end up both getting zapped by lightning trying to like recreate the accident that happened um but the new barry allen or the barry allen 2 has orange lightning yeah like his comic but counterpart like like yep. he should have had to begin with so it just seemed like there was some like attention to detail things where they're like yeah it didn't make sense like we just gave him blue lightning because it was cool so. <laughs> it looked cool it popped on screen. yeah so like now it kind of seems like they're going and actually it doing was cheaper things. than red lightning i do <laughs> think that they can take this movie though and use it to reset a lot of people's complaints like yeah. especially with Zod showing up in it, it's like, right. are we relook at like, are we going to be able to relook at like the whole Metropolis destruction thing that set off Batman versus Superman? Like, right? Are we using this to like reset the DC universe and like launch it into the new James Gunniverse? Right. So wait, is so is Michael Keaton's Batman? Is he gonna? Is he Bruce Wayne Batman? Or so is, or is he 
Ben it Affleck's seems dad. like he's oh. It seems like he's Bruce Wayne, Batman. Is that a misdirect? Potentially. Is he gonna be the Batman in, ba- the, in Brave and Bold? Probably not, because he <laughs> is well into his sixties. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, it seems like this is a Bruce Wayne. Um, the reason that I say that is because if they take, if they're trying to go for the Thomas Wayne vibes. The Thomas Wayne has gun holsters on the side of his belt. Yep, he's like stocky too. He's very like, stocky. His his suit is like all black. Is it has he the red. Too, if I remember right, not I in was, his. I think he was scraggly, towel at least. Mm. Yeah, he does have like some uh, five o'clock shadow, uh, but he has like red accents. Like whenever yeah. he has his cowl on, his eyes are red. His like little yeah. emblem in the middle is like a red bat signal. Um, so I think that they're still going with this being some sort of like Bruce Wayne alternative thing. There have been rumors that I like rumors. There is another Batman who is not in the trailer who will make an appearance. Oh, let's go Val. Let's so, go Val. I want to see those bat nips. You don't have to say a word. There's <laughs> just, <laughs> just walk on the screen. Show up with them diamond cutters. I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's three options to choose from. Um, Iceman, if we, baby. Because we already have the two, we have uh, Michael Keaton and Batfleck. Both of those are making appearances in the movie. The three that are left, and the the rumors are that it is not like a new person done it. Like this is somebody who's done it before yeah. who's making an appearance. Christian Bale from the 2008 series. Well, earlier than 2008. Yeah. The 2008 was the, the really good one. Yeah. The, the Dark Knight series. Stuff falling off the shelf here. Hold on just a second. I was trying to save it, but I'm just going to let it fall. Okay. All right. <laughs> let it fall. Um, Val Kilmer. We know you're really excited about that one. Yep. Yeah. And George Clooney. I so, can see Clooney making sense. Okay, so both. With his yeah, back card. Theoretically, both Kilmer and George Clooney would be funny. George Clooney would be really funny. Yeah. I mean. So here's the thing. Yeah. I don't think that it's going to be... Sorry, Joe. I don't think it's going to be Val. I don't think it's going to be Val either. He's having he, a lot of health he issues. He can't talk. I mean, he's yeah, just... Yeah. He, yeah. It wouldn't make sense for him <laughs> to, like, get into for this. For him just, be just a, walk yeah. on the screen and not say anything. No, do they just <laughs> CGI him in like they've been doing with everybody lately? Yeah. But here's the thing. If he didn't show up for Willow, I, I don't think he's going to show up for this. No. I just... I don't... That's... Yeah. Because you, you could have got away with being in Willow without really saying much. Right. I don't know that you can get away with being Batman in a DC movie. <laughs> and not giving us a Batman. Where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> what I would love to see Sorry, is an introduction. If you if we saw Christian Bale like don the cowl again and this I love it when you say that. Become thank you. This become the Batman for Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, Christian I Bale. He, oh, I yeah. think he would do great. He's the Perfect age for a old man Batman. For yeah, but he's not too old. Like yep. George Clooney, also in his sixties, is like it's not believable that this guy. It's not really believable that Michael Keaton is like kicking butt the way he does. <laughs> yeah. He's just so like because like I just he, love seeing him there and hearing the music. I'm like, okay, I'll believe it. His face is so squishy. I'm like, you yeah. can't be Batman, my guy. Look at that jawline. Stop. <laughs> but Christian Bale could. It's still so he good, could. Though. And and Bra- Batman Brave and the Bold and me and and Joe, we talked about this last week. Um, but th- we're going to see the introduction of Damian Wayne, which is Batman's son. Yeah. Uh, and so this is something that I think Christian Bale is like, he's the perfect age to not only be 
be like believably older, but also that he has a son. Yeah. And it would have a son that's like in this like teenage, whatever age, like that's believable for where Christian Bale is at actually in his life. Right. Is there a world where we get Christian Bale back in like permanently, like as a, a main Batman? It's possible. I mean, so. yes, because then we age through this and get him into a Batman beyond Batman and where he's like <laughs> just like an old Batman, like training up a new right. Batman. Oh, man, dude. Because I can see him being that role, too. Like, yeah, Christian Bale's so good at that. I was, ta- so I was talking so to somebody the other day and I was like, you know, it'd be cool with Christian Bale. You know, he 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 did Thor, Eleven Thunder, right. which I thought he was great. Best part of that movie. Uh, but it'd be cool to have him, you know, maybe be that Batman right. in this. And the guy I was talking to is like, Christian Bale don't like doing superhero movies, and I just kind of looked at him funny, and I'm like, "Did, uh, did wrong Dark Knight?" And he, he's like, "Oh, who's oh. <laughs> that?" Yeah, and it, like, so in these two options, if the rumors are true and there's going to be another Batman, the only reason that I could see George Clooney becoming Batman is just for like a funny tease, like, "Haha." Bat nipples, like I could just see it as like an end credit scene that's just trying to be funny, and right? Probably is like, oh yeah, haha, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm kind of mad that you didn't actually do anything with this. Or I could see Christian Bale and like working with James Gunn trying to get something in the works. You pull out his American Express card. You sure? <laughs> Bing. No, sorry. <laughs> Never leave the cave oh, without it, man. Um, that sound effect was in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like, in the movie, pulls out a card. Cha-ching! Yeah. Uh, So, before we move on, your excitement level for this, I know yours is... I'm stoked for it. I think DC... DC obviously needs something. Mm -hmm. It's such... Like, there's way too good of source content for the DC universe to be the quality that it is right now. Yes. It's like, we are talking about some of the best comic books ever written, Mm -hmm. even out of like out of Marvel and DC being your head honchos. I prefer reading a DC comic book as compared to a Marvel comic book. 100% same. I think that they are, there's more creativity in the characters. Most of the characters that you come to love out of Marvel, you can make an argument that they were, Heavily influenced, if not stolen, from the original DC characters <laughs> sure. before. And DC's animated stuff is hands over fist better than anything animated that Marvel has produced. Right. Also, like maybe it's just the fact that the MCU is like a it, it's something that's been championed super heavily the past sure. however long. Um, but just kind of like the MCU isms that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. And, Stuff like She-Hulk or seeing in like the the shows that have been releasing, the movies that have been releasing where it's like getting tired of Marvel. Getting yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's just too many at this point. It's, it's very formulaic in in nature. And I think that it's I'm excited to see at I, least something come in that's different. Yeah. Am I gonna go see Ant Man and talk about how it's an incredible movie? 100%, Absolutely. 100%. Right. But one thing I want to bring up before we move off of this. And Jansen, I'm saying this as like a word of warning to you. I'm scared. Okay. I know I talk about Harry Potter a lot. And I know that it doesn't seem relevant to this conversation. Hmm. But there is a connecting factor between The Flash and Harry Potter. They are both owned by Warner Brothers. And I do not trust Warner Brothers with anything that I like. 
You know what so else is that is where my that is a big part of where my hesitation comes from. You know what else is owned by Warner Brothers? HBO. Two weeks ago, God, we were just talking about fair. how great dang, HBO shows it. are. He done did it to me. All of the DC the DC animated series are it's still, so good. They're all they're still being released. I like know. there's new ones all the time. They're so good too. Those are owned by Warner Brothers. It's their live action movies that have just been pooping the bed. And but we can't ignore the fact that. There's there's a new sheriff in town. The Batman. When it comes Batman. to also, I don't want to talk about this. Already. When it comes to <laughs> they don't do good with universes. The Harry Potter universe they they're not well, doing great with. The thing I think that's happening is that Warner Brothers has such does not have their hand like shoved deep inside the candy basket yeah. as compared to like Disney. Right. Like Disney where is you're going with that hand. <laughs> Disney is so hands on with every single project. Every single project that Disney has released. Feels like a Disney movie, right? In in essence, it's like if it feels like an MCU movie, this it's is gonna a superhero Disney movie. Like, yeah, yeah. It's gonna feel kind of like Star Wars, which is gonna feel kind of like whatever else you want to add to this, right? Whereas a, a lot of Warner Brothers stuff, even their superhero stuff, like all the DC animated stuff, <laughs> all its own thing. Yeah, the DC animated stuff, the Batman, Joker, any of the DC EUs, not like all of them are over the same franchise, but could not be. Apples to oranges, right? Like different. Right. They're all super duper, just diverse. So, speaking of content produced by Warner Brothers and Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy came out. True. <laughs> several days ago, I need to purchase. How you doing? Oh, boys. How you doing? Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's so good. Hi, welcome to uh, to video game talk with Brandon. Um, it's good to see you guys again. Um, we don't do this often. Because I'm I'm the one that's most committed to video games here. And yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. When I say it is everything that I have ever wanted out of a video game based on Harry Potter, it checks every single box three times over. The amount of side quests is just perfect. It's fantastic. Like, it feels like Skyrim, but you stuck it in, in like, Harry Potter, and you have right. magic instead of, like, your, you know, shouts and everything like that. Right. It's balanced so well. Like, the fact that, like, the enemy's leveling up as you level up, so it's, like, always relevant to your skill level, mm -hmm. but it also poses a challenge, you know, when you go somewhere new or, like, you revisit somewhere because you're trying to farm, like, a resource. The classes, like, it just, it has so captured, like, the way I imagined Hogwarts to be as a child and, like, living it out as an adult through a video game. Man, it's just... And correct me if there. I'm wrong, from what I've seen is, like, it offers so much ability for kind of an immersive role-playing experience. Yeah. So, like, if you, you compared it to Skyrim, but the only difference is, like, in Skyrim... Or there's a lot of differences between Skyrim 100%. and 100%. But, like, a difference is the type of role-play immersion. Because, like, yeah, you can customize your class or your race in Skyrim. Right. But at the end of the day, you are still a Dragonborn, like, dragon slayer. Right, yeah. You are still going and you're going to become a, a part of the Thieves Guild. You're yep. going to join the side of the Civil War that both sides are stupid and nothing right. actually has <laughs> does not matter at all. doesn't matter which side you join. This, the ending is the exact same. Right. It's like yeah. you were going to be a, a, like, the mage wizard. Like, you're going right. to go through all these things. And, like, that is who your character is. Your character is, is going to be a good character. Right. More or less. Whereas, like, I've seen people kind of like playing uh, Hogwarts Legacy and like it offers a lot of room to actually be yeah you want to be a, a douche and like yeah. absolutely just murk people 
Go like, ahead. Like so you can do that. The side. So a lot of the side quests, like like you know, especially like you know, like fetch missions, where it's like, hey, I lost this map. Can you go get like on those? When you go to return it, you usually get like three options. It's like here you go, or it took me a bit to get this, so I want you to pay me before I give it to you, or I found it and now I'm keeping it. <laughs> like. I'm like, the fact that you can just pick one of those three options and then just, like, deal with it. I'm like, I'm yeah. here for this. Like, I just learned my first unforgivable curse, uh, the Cruciatus curse. And the game gives you the option to not learn them. Yeah. Where it's like, if you don't want to, like, even touch, like, the dark art side of magic, because, like, that's the evil magic, you don't have to. Like, and you can still progress the main storyline. So, like, right. it's... it's and there are four different houses, like normal. You can link all of your Wizarding World stuff to it. So, like, That's the cool. wand that I got assigned, like, through the website is the wand that I have in game. But you That's can change cool. it if you don't like it. Like, Are you playing yourself or are you playing, like, a character that... Oh, this first run, I am 100% playing myself. So, you, you create yourself. Yes, and so... Ravenclaw. Yep. Um, Ravenclaw, I have my wand. Uh, the character customization, surprisingly detailed. Like, there's yeah. a lot of, like, you can spend a good while on character customization, like, when the game first starts. Can you make your wizard uh, big bonded? I think so. Let's go. Uh, Fat I, I wizards, baby. <laughs> Fat wizards, baby. <laughs> Let's go. But yeah, and, like, and so, and the replayability, from what I've heard, is actually great. Like, obviously, the main storyline stays the main storyline. You right. those things. But each house has different side quests. So it's like if you want to experience different side quests, you can play it through as a different house. And your experience playing the game is going to be a bit different different house to house. And I'm like, great. Now I have to play this game through four times. Yeah. Because I want to play each house. I love it. But it's, yeah, it's just... The same way I felt when I first watched the first Harry Potter movie, it may not be the best Harry Potter movie, Sorcerer's Stone, but I feel like it so captures the magic of the world oh, of Harry Potter. the first time you got to see Hogwarts live. Yeah. You to Hagrid. And, it's and, like, it so just captures that right. moment of like when you first read the book and like what you imagine Hogwarts to be. Like the first and second movie just kind of nail that like yeah. magicalness about it. And this game like hits those same notes. It's it's, it's is so there good. a is there a BS Phoenix that just is just an absolute plot device? That just saves far you from no, because oh, because Dumbledore go. isn't the headmaster. Oh, fair enough. Yep, mm. yep. So there was so a Phoenix. Everybody needs to be staying tuned for really soon. Yeah, for a live stream. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm I'm trying to get the uh, the stuff set up to do a little live stream action so we can. Play it through. Obviously, it's not going to be through my first playthrough, but you guys are going to... I'm going to do my evil Hufflepuff run (laughs) (laughs) on the live stream. I love it. Um, So, as we move forward here, yeah, uh, we've talked magic. We've talked superheroes. We've talked Mm -hmm. a little bit of potential time traveling, and we know what time traveling tends to do to things. It tends to... Mess with mess with things, timelines. And, you know, we see crazy realities. things happen. It seems like frequently, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff happens. Even more frequently, we just chalk it up to the government just trying to be shady. But yep. in all reality, it, it could be just an incursion or diversion. Don't know exactly what they're doing. Incredible speed night vision. 
some secret spaceships or technology. Hundreds of UFO sightings in recent years. There is years. no single explanation. Uh, this would be a lot less entertaining if we weren't videoing this. <laughs> like, like this... if we were still just a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> sitting there doing some stupid dance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, the it, best part is I watched the whole thing on this little screen right here. <laughs> Very entertaining. If Caden would have walked in, it would look like a silent disco. <laughs> it's just, nobody hears it. Yeah. Walk, Katie walks in, we're just <laughs> in pure silence. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we've got some good ones this week, boys. Yeah. yeah. Got some good ones. Uh I'm I'm so just so I'm gonna lay some groundwork for everybody listening or watching. If this is your first time with us, first welcome. of all, welcome. Yeah. Uh second of all. We have a little segment called Incursion or Diversion. Yeah. In which we find real articles, real posts, real right. tweets uh, from either news sources, Reddit, Twitter. Uh, I, we don't, unless it's just so unbelievable that we can't like manage to, fa- we, we very rarely will tell the source. And in a lot of cases, we don't actually read the articles. Correct. So we're just, yeah. we are you, big headline people here. And we, we don't like to read. So, uh, Unless it's comic books from crypto comics, true. Uh, so, or high fantasy novels like *The Name of the Wind* by Patrick Rothfuss. Release the third book, please. Wow, sorry, uh, it just seemed like the right time to get that in there. Uh, I like it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I'm going to read read a few out here for you, and I'm just going to get y'all's opinion on whether these are diversions or incursions. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, real quick before I do that, quick shout out to Jam. Jam Campbell and oh. uh, who's who's he working for now? Uh, Tim Tim's, <laughs> Tim's fencing. I came home today from work. Let me, these guys put up a fence in our backyard and <laughs> tore one down and put one up inside an eight-hour shift. That is legitimately impressive. I've never seen really anything is. like it in my life. I pulled up. I'm like expecting to see you know lumber yeah. stacked yeah. in the yard. I mean, I figured they could tear a fence the, in progress. Yeah, I figured they could tear the old one down and maybe start the post or something. Fully functioning <laughs> fence is up, gates on, and they built a mini fence around my AC unit outside, wow. outside the Dude, house. Dude, you got a fence and a half. Dude, like, <laughs> I let the dogs out to pee, and they're looking around like, what the heck happened? Like, we're here? so secure in here now. Uh, and again, like, inside of an eight-hour shift, they ever, they were packed up, cleaned up, and gone before I got home with the wow. kids. So, a uh, big shout-out to Jam and uh, Tim's shout Fencing. Uh, not a sponsor, but you could be. Absolutely could be. I will give I will sing your praises from the mountaintops. Um so real quick, this this first one is coming from I actually will cite this first one. So Nerdist uh shared this. Okay, yep. And again, I didn't read it. But the title was Vin Diesel compares the fast franchise to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I saw this. There's few franchises that I dislike. <laughs> To the degree of the Fast and Furious franchise. Why? Do you hate family? <laughs> do I hate <laughs> a shoehorned fan? Like, <laughs> listen, I don't know much. Oh, I just know that I live life a quarter mile at a time. Okay. <laughs> you should have never touched my car. It's so bad. <laughs> For a franchise that started with just. Like like racing, drag racing. It was really cool. Just street racing, illegal it was street racing, right. and and That's illegal DVDs. We can't forget the DVD players. And now we're jumping cars between skyscrapers. Yeah, going on to space. Sake of family, riding on, the riding on submarines. Of family. So, 
seeing this wild statement from Groot. Yeah. Is this real life? Is this incursion? Is this a diversion? (laughs) This is definitely a diversion. Dude, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm saying this is definitely an incursion. (laughs) That dude, this this seems right up the alley for Vin Diesel for me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah. No, but see, and that's why I say it's an incursion because he's not trying to distract us from anything. This is just him being him. And where the incursion comes from is what Joe was saying. Vin Diesel voices Groot. So Groot is starting to become part of Vin Diesel. What is Groot? A tree. Okay. What is in Lord of the Rings? The Ents, which are giant tree people just like Groot. And so Vin Diesel, of course, would think the movie that he is in is like the other movie that his people are in, Lord of the Rings. In my mind, Dwayne The Rock Johnson sits at his house. I'm going to need to pop another Adderall before you say that. (laughs) (laughs) You moving too fast for me right now. Uh, now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson sitting at his house in between workouts, reading the really terrible reviews of Black Adam. Yeah. Just depressed, drinking his, his tequila. And then Vin Diesel opens his mouth and he just goes, I'm good. <laughs> Never mind, I'm good. <laughs> Dodge that one. Uh, so, diversion. Yeah, I think incursion. this is yep. just Vin Diesel being him. This is, this is Groot starting to come through Vin Diesel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, the world's combining. Yeah. Um, Koi Jandrew, who I follow, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's like hardcore super nerd. Uh, he's doing work with Real Rejects now. Sure. I think he's he's worked with everybody when it comes to comic book films and and uh, reviews and stuff like that. Um, uh, and I like a lot of what he has to say. He said a very interesting thing in a post. Uh, he's apparently a big Fast and Furious fan. <laughs> And he said that the fast films are greater than the Star Wars films. As we stand right now, there are nine main storyline films in both. Yeah. And he's saying the nine fast films are better, is a better series than the nine fast films. Dr. J, take it away. Okay. So he could, I could, I, I could go with him to the argument that the, Fast and Furious films, like, are higher quality, maybe have a more rounded-off story, excluding the original trilogy of, of like, the of the Star Wars saga. Yeah. Like, as far as, episodes, like, the prequels and the sequels, like, that's... Is it really worth it to argue, like, garbage over garbage? Like... Yeah. Like, how much are we really... Like what? Which is the lesser of the two evils? Like I right. think you can make an argument for either one of them, but to compare the Fast and Furious anything that's come out of that <laughs> to the original trilogy of the Star Wars is <laughs> like I think there might be something <laughs> wrong with you, friend. Yeah, like I think you like if you take four, five, and six of Star Wars and compare it to Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and the Fast and the Furious, I think I have that correct for because. I skip out Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is like Rogue One to me. <laughs> like, so we got nine lane, nine lane movies. Except then, that Rogue One's actually a good movie. This is besides the point. Yeah. Uh, so if you take those three, like the three like first main Fast and Furious movies, and compare them to the first like the original three Star Wars movies, 
the Star Wars movies are much better. Obviously. But <laughs> but then when we get into all the other ones, it really is garbage to garbage. And I think Fast and the Furious has a more consistent storyline, even if it's insane. Which is saying a lot. Which is saying a lot. So I'm like, you know, maybe he has a tiny modicum of a point, but not enough to say is the greater film franchise. Right. Because Star Wars has been more like it's been a more more of a cultural icon. Here's the one thing right. I will say about these, because I didn't realize how long we've been recording. Uh, this is a diversion, by the way. Yeah. 100% diversion. Yeah. Here's what I'll nobody say mean, Nobody says that and means it. Um, You could take all nine, even the bad ones, all nine movies from Star Wars of the Skywalker yep. saga. Yeah. And you can find a hidden meaning or a hidden story or a hidden lesson in each one of those. Sure. To some degree. Whether the execution was terrible or not, the lesson in each one of those is usually different. Yeah, and that's nine different lessons, whereas there's only one, one lesson, lesson of the Fast and Furious family. That's not true. I learned a lesson in some Fast and Furious movies. Like, I can jump a car between two skyscrapers if I try hard enough. Mm. Uh, White House Press Secretary <laughs> says, uh, there's no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity behind the aerial objects shot down by the military. Bro, that's such a diversion. Yeah. I think, That's a lie. Yeah, like... They're out government, there. Government lying, like, okay... Nothing new. Nothing new. There's no world colliding. Like, they're not... Like, this is just the government being the government. Yes. This is them saying, oh, there is no war in Bossing Say. Yeah. Like, um, Mars Wrigley <laughs> fined after two workers fell into a tank of chocolate. Incursion. This is yeah. this is Willy Wonka actually becoming <laughs> real life this and then an starting op- to move into like our world. Hey DC, you want to you want to switch things up right now? Like, is a real life story that? Yeah, Willy Wonka has now become a documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so incursion, yeah, definitely an incursion. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a love of rare liquor lands or why do I feel like we always end up mentioning Oregon or? Uh, Washington State. Whenever we you know, tell these you stories, at those least once. northwestern countries or states, you don't think there's like anything going on there. There's always some weird stuff some going weird on over there. Crap yeah. taking place there. Lo- uh, a love of rare liquor lands Oregon officials in a criminal probe. For once, I think I might need more details because yep, I know we don't have them. We're not going to have them. But this yeah. this is I, currently. I, I, I'm undecided. just going to keep it real with you. I have no idea what that means. So the picture in this article, this one was one from Reddit. Okay. Uh, I just found the, the title very interesting. Yeah. But the picture was one of those where I was like, I'm kind of scared to click this. Fair. Yeah. That's my, because it was a work computer and I wasn't sure if I wanted to. Like, my question is like, it's a rare liquor that gets them in a criminal probe. So it's like, you can make like alcohol out of anything that has sugar yeah, I mean, in it. We are in moonshine sure. country here. So it's like, is this like blood liquor? Like, <laughs> But also <laughs> this is Oregon. Rare That's what I'm saying. Lands so, Oregon officials in criminal probe. A love of this rare liquor lands the lands the official in a criminal. I'm probe. saying incursion. Okay, this is so, a blood based liquor. <laughs> having not read the article, having no idea what's going on, the but the vampires. reality is, it's a blood based liquor, and he is actually a vampire, a la Morbius. I'm gonna Ooh. say that this is a diversion because where do we know probes from? Aliens probing <laughs> humans. So I'm saying that this is some 
lizard alien person. So what you're saying is the uh, the aerial objects that were shot down by the military, a, like a prompt ago, sure, is actually related to the Oregon liquor criminal probe. Probably, that's fair. And I think that in Oregon, like the aliens aren't on high alert because like what's going to happen in Oregon? <laughs> yeah. And so I think officials just happen to fall into where the criminals are being probed. Fair. Yeah. Fair. One last one, and honestly, this one just made me mad. Uh, a new plant-based salmon has muscle fibers and connective tissue, just like the real thing. You know, I've had a, a like, I, I wouldn't call myself a salmon aficionado. Sure. Um, but I've, I've had it multiple times. I don't know if I would describe it as, like, muscular, muscular at all. It flakes. Right. Like, it, like a good salmon, like, flakes into pieces. Right. Unless it's raw and on your sushi. Right. Fair. Okay. And here's my thing. Yeah. If I'm eating plant-based salmon, I don't care if it has muscle, muscle tissue like the real thing. Right. Like, that's not what I'm eating this for. <sighs> So incursion is what you're saying. I yeah. think that this is just a a vegan diversion. Like this is They're the, trying to make it seem cooler now. Yeah, they're trying to be like, "Oh, look at this. We Look at this. My salmon has muscle fibers just like of, yours does." Exactly. And it's like, "Okay, you're this, Also, if they're muscle fibers, that means it's like it's not it's not a muscle fiber. Let's call it what it is. It's just a fiber. Yeah. <laughs> like, this will never just, be okay. It's like this is just plants the, don't the have muscles. Of a dandelion that you're <laughs> yeah. chewing on. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you gave your salmon some stitches, is what you did. Like Oh. Well, that's all I got with that, boys. We got one more segment we want to hit, and we're gonna have to run through these pretty quick to get yeah. them all in. Like the flash. See, but, full circle. Hey, full circle. But I don't think that'll be a problem with these. But uh, it's been a minute. I don't think we've done this yet, season two. No. Our very first segment ever created uh, based off of this cup, right? There he I is. I don't know where to point. Right that derpy-looking Chewbacca. There. Yeah, right there. Uh, this is the Chewbacca cup, everybody. Dr. J, you're a genius. I don't know if I've told oh. you that this episode. Why, thank you. This one lands so much better. Yeah, it does. Ooh. Should we dance with this one? I feel like this is such like a, uh, like, uh, a look over your shoulder kind of. Chewbacca cup. Something like that. That was lovely. Uh, I guess I'm just going to stick with it. I'll ask you guys a question. Rock. All right. Uh, what Spider-Man villain would you want to be for 24 hours? Uh, superior Spider-Man Doc, Dr. Octavius. Because of all the arms. Mm. Uh, well, Doc Ock takes over the body of Peter Parker and realizes just how strong Peter Parker is and like is learning how to be a hero, but is also struggling with being a villain because he's like being Spider-Man would be so much easier if I just used all of Spider-Man's power and all of my smarts. But right. to do that, I have to do some like villainous things. And so just very compelling character, very cool comic line. If you've never read superior Spider-Man, I would recommend you picking it up. I'm sure they have some issues of it at crypto comics. Probably nice. three plugs. Um, I think if I was going to be a villain, I'd have to be a villain that wouldn't have like, like wouldn't be wanted probably very heavily. So sure. I would probably go with Vulture. Fair enough. So that way I could like fly. Just do your own thing. Yeah, I could just vibe. You yeah. know, like if I go as 
like Venom or something. Venom looks like a villain, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the world of, like, superheroes and stuff, somebody who has metal wings, like, I'm not going to look that... I'm going to look like Falcon. Yeah. And that's a, like, that's like, okay. Unless you're doing something directly villainous, I'm just going to assume you're just a guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's why I like Doc Ock, though. I get the benefits of looking like Spider-Man and the uh, perks of being able to be villainous like Doc Ock. Craig would be cool, too. You can wear the fur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You kind of would just look like Jason Momoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, worst superhero logo. Easy. I went with the uh, Batman versus Superman logo. Mm. <laughs> I, I know that might be a little bit of a cheat of an answer there, but if we're talking about superhero logos, that is an ugly logo. It is. Yeah. Um, I went with the Daredevil logo. Because it's literally fair. just really? two, like, capital, like, capital in, like, some, like, Times Roman numeral <laughs> like font. <laughs> Baskerville font. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, two red capital Ds for Daredevil. Like, yeah. Honestly, the Aquaman Great. one irritates me a little bit. Just like the little tri oh, like it's yeah. not a trident, but like the like the little triangle thing. Yeah, I didn't realize how many DC emblems irritate me. Like, and then I jump. I, Green I Lantern, I, terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that supposed to be a ring? Because if it is, like, why does it look like a? It's a lantern. Martian Manhunter. Oh, shoot, because <laughs> of the Green Lantern core. It's a lantern. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they all have rings. Like, make something. No, I I agree. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't make it any less stupid. The hot girl, hot man symbol looks like just like a crazy chicken. Yep, not great. Mm. Um, Katana is just just it's just her mask. Anyway, uh, we could go down the trail with that. Uh, would you rather be a sidekick or a henchman? Uh, evil sidekick. henchman. Oh, let's see. Look at there. Ooh, well yeah, done. because like I probably would get my butt kicked less if I was a sidekick. That's that's very fair. And, like, I understand that going into, like, saying evil henchmen. I just feel that the bar to entry is much lower, and also the expectations are so much lower. That's fair. Like, a good henchman carries a box from one end of the warehouse to the other one. Right. Yeah, but, like, Batman like, doesn't pull his punches for the henchmen. That's like, very true. Batman I mean, pulls his true. punches for, like, Joker because he, <laughs> right. he cares about his well-being. <laughs> right. But, I mean, if we saw Michael Keaton, like, he used the yeah. grappling hook, grabbed the dude, and then landed yeah. With all of his might. Like, that guy's dead. Yeah, see, so the evil, it's its very much a, you're either nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. True. Because, like, you're, like, just off in the corner doing something and the hero just runs by you. Yeah. Or you're dying. Like, there's you're, no in between. There's no, like, getting beat up a little bit as yeah. a henchman. You're, you're constantly having to change, like, the how many days until you, since the accident. All of the time. You're like, oh, you know, it's been a good month. Been, like, we, we've made 31 it. 31 days. 31 day. right. Ah, dang it. And, <laughs> and really, more than likely, only one of these actually has a paying gig to it as well, by the way. So, uh, that's fair. Henchmen are probably the only people collecting a paycheck. True. Right? Yeah. Uh, Consistent. But, but you're more than 50% uh, higher risk of getting your face punched in. Right. Yeah. Um worth it. What Lord of the Rings character would you make a would make a great pro wrestler? <laughs> All right. I feel like we have the same answer on 3. Okay. It's going to sound bad. The same answer. All right. 1 2 3 Gimli. Smog. <laughs> Go with Smog. giant dragon. I hate it's like now. Ripley on Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Imagine. Smog's <laughs> intro music is phenomenal, right? 100%. Yeah. 
And then, like, if we're going off of the movies, you he have, brings like, his own pyrotechnics with them. Benedict Cumberbatch, who's just like, like, I think he would be fantastic WWE. <laughs> like, anyway, yeah, yeah, just his voice, like, it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm going Gimli all day, baby. Like, oh, man. that man has ring presence. That man has mic presence. Like, he he's the total package. He could be a heel. He could be a face. Like, I'm I'm saying Gimli's the the all-in pro wrestler. Last but not least, 7-Up or Sprite? There's one correct answer to this. That's Sprite. 7-Up. Are you kidding me right now? There it is. Nope. What? I would much rather have 7-Up than Sprite. Oh, my God. What about Starry? I have no idea what that is. It's the new Pepsi uh, lemon-lime drink. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) You ever had the... It's a very aggressively, like, lemon-lime box. You ever had the Nitro Cold Brew... Not cold brew, but the nitro Pepsi. Yeah, terrible. Fantastic. <laughs> Dang it, Brandon! <laughs> I love them. I it. love them. They have to be fresh out of the fridge, though. That's awesome. We have yet to agree on this episode <laughs> at all. I gotta do the outro. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another week of 1900 Nerdy Talk. Make sure you, stu- you stay tuned in next week as the boys talk all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs right here on 1900 Nerdy Talk. Piano solo! <laughs> that was legitimately fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>